0: Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emet community. And we are so very, very pleased and happy to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our Sunday morning services, and we hope and pray that the message today will be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning turn with me please to the book of Romans Romans chapter 6 move down if you will to verse 14 Romans chapter 6 and verse 14 for the sin nature shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law but under grace What then shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid, know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of the sin nature unto death... Or, of obedience unto righteousness, but God bethink that you were the servants of the sin nature, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness, and I want to use for a subject this morning God's remedy for man's dilemma, God's remedy for man's dilemma. Let's go to the Lord and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for those whom you have brought this way. Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit right now to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, that something might be said here today to meet a need in someone's heart and life, Lord, that they will be drawn closer to you. Lord, anoint every person under the sound of my voice today to hear and to receive of your word, Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you, deeper into your word, Lord, and led more by your spirit. And we'll ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Back some years ago, a pastor gave this testimony he had been pastoring churches for many years he had a son who would not give his heart to the Lord time and again the police department would come and knock on the door in the middle of the night and have Their son standing there, he had been caught throwing rocks at buildings or doing something he didn't have any business doing. And one night, a knock came on the door. And the state trooper standing there, Sir, I've got some bad news. Your son was in a fatal car wreck. He didn't make it. I can't imagine what that would be like. I can't imagine having to hear those words, especially knowing that my child had not accepted Christ as their Savior and they went off into eternity without knowing the Lord. I, I, can't imag- I can't imagine someone telling me that my child had died, but being compounded with that thought that they had stepped into eternity without the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't imagine having to live with that. Some 10, 15, 20 years later, this pastor suffered a stroke. He was in a coma for several days. And during this time, the Lord came to him and showed him heaven. He gave this testimony and said, Heaven was a beautiful place, but the Lord said, I want to show you something. And the Lord stepped aside. And there stood his son, Michael. And the pastor said, I don't understand. He wouldn't live right. He wouldn't join the church. He wouldn't be baptized. How can this be? How can Michael be in heaven? And the Lord said, the moment that car hit that embankment michael cried out and said lord help me and that's all it took whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved glory to god god's grace is bigger is greater than you can ever imagine. For someone to say, Jesus Christ died for me, that is the greatest statement that a person can make, because with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But if that is as far as it goes then ladies and gentlemen, we will fall far short from what God intended for us to have. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And understanding that Jesus Christ died for you, He died for your sins, that, that is the greatest thing. But you need to understand the mechanics of your salvation. Because problems will come in your Christian experience. And if you don't understand the mechanics of Christianity, if you don't understand what's happening, then you can lose your faith. Understand this. Faith in Christ and His finished work gets you saved. Faith in Christ and His finished work keeps you saved. But Satan takes advantage of situations and circumstances and weaknesses. And all of us have weaknesses. All of us have difficulties and problems and some are severe and if you have a proper understanding of the mechanics of Christianity and what is going on in your Christian experience you will have this of which Jesus died and paid such a price for that you would have life and you would have it more abundantly In the 6th chapter of the book of Romans, we have the mechanics of our Christian experience. The Apostle Paul said, Know ye not that as many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ? He said, baptized into Jesus Christ. The word baptized there is "baptisma." It means that, something comes into union with something else and changes or alters its condition so that whenever it's put under certain conditions, again, it doesn't react the same way. You have been placed into union with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the pressure comes on, you don't react the same way as you did before you got saved. You came into union with Christ. That means that when Jesus died on Calvary, because the Bible says there that we were baptized into his death. Verse 3. In the mind of God, when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, you and I died with him. Now that is important. Because the entirety of the human race is born with a sin nature. The sin nature is pictured as a slave master. And we all know what slavery is. A slave has to do whatever its master tells him to do. And we are born slaves to that sin nature. And when a person was born a slave, they were a slave for life. The only thing that could set them free was death. Only death could set a slave free from his slave master. Get this now. When you accepted Christ as your Savior in the mind of God, When Jesus died on that cross, you died with him. That death in Christ separated you from your old slave master of the sin nature. Glory to God. Not only did Jesus pay your sin debt and break that power of the sin nature that's ruling and reigning in your life, But when Jesus was buried in that tomb, all of our sins were buried in that tomb with Him. Everything you've ever done in your life that was sinful, ungodly, wicked, all of those things were buried in that tomb with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, You and I were raised from the dead with Him to walk in a newness of life. As a Christian, you are not the same person that you used to be. You have been changed. When Jesus died on Calvary, he paid man's sin debt, and with that sin debt being paid, that opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a way that he could not come under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Jesus told the disciples, He said, Now you have the Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. Your faith in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary, that that pays your sin debt, your sins are forgiven, washed, clean, never to be remembered against you anymore... And that opened up the door now for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and life. And we're talking about power. Power. Power to live right. Power to do right. All of this of which I have just described to you this morning. Jesus coming into the world and dying for the whole world. The whole human race that is grace when you accept jesus christ as your savior and all of that mechanics takes place the sin nature's bound up the holy spirit comes inside he's now ruling and reigning on the throne of your heart that is also grace if you look up the definition in webster's dictionary It will tell you this definition of grace. Unmerited divine assistance in one's sanctification. It is that divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That is grace. Cherish grace. Now, let's take a look at verse 14, Romans chapter 6. For sin, the sin nature, shall not have dominion over you. Talking about believers, over the Christian, The sin nature is not to rule and reign in your life as a Christian. Glory to God. It is not to rule and reign in your heart and life. Why? Look at what he said. For you are not under the law but under grace. Now, right here is where Paul introduces the wrench in the machinery. Back years ago, I was a maintenance mechanic. I worked at several different places. This particular place that I worked for, we had several big blow molding machines lined up. And they would make these little balls, different sizes. And they were lined up, and the machine would make these balls, and they would... Come out on the conveyor. The operator would take them and put them on a punch machine, and it would punch the balls out of the frame. And they'd take the frame and throw it on a conveyor, and it would take that frame back to a back room. We had this huge grinder back there, a huge thing, and it would take that frame. Some of them is almost as big as I am, and it would chew that thing all up and grind it up, and then it would go back into it would go back into the system. They'd melt it down, and and it would run back through through the machine and make more balls that was the process well one of our mechanics was working on one of them machines back there doing something and the conveyor's running and he laid his hammer up there on that conveyor and that conveyor carried that hammer all the way to the back room where that big huge grinder was at and boy when it went in that grinder it made the most ungodly sound you have ever heard in all your life. Wham! bam, bam! bam. Belts were screaming and hollering. Smoke flying everywhere. We run back there to say, we didn't know what. It sounded like a bomb had, had gone off in there. What in the world has happened? We opened up the grinder. And it was a mess. about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars worth of damage had been done to that grinder and With that grinder not operating and being able to chew up the frames, it shut down that whole side over there to where the whole near about half the half the plant was down now because of this Machine being down. And it was down for several weeks. Because of that hammer. That went in there and messed up the machinery. In your Christian experience. It's not going to run well. If you have this hammer. In your machinery. And what is it? It's law. Paul introduces the wrench, the hammer in the machinery, and it is law. He said, let's look at it once again, Romans 6, verse 14, For the sin nature shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Let's flip it around and say it this way the sin nature will have dominion over you if you place yourself under law and not under grace. Let me say it again. The sin nature will have dominion over you if you place yourself under law and not under grace. And most people, right now, if I was to ask them, are you under law or are you under grace? Most would say, well, I'm under the dispensation of grace. I'm under this period of time in which God is dealing with man by grace, and I'm living under grace. That's what most would say. But here is what law is. Anything that you are doing or trusting in to try to alter or change your behavior, and you are doing something that's law. Ever since the dawn of time, men have tried to control the sin nature through and by the means of law. Even before God gave the law, to Moses on Mount Sinai, society, people were coming up with rules in order to control and to keep order in society. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 2 and verse 14, he said the Gentiles did by nature the things contained in the law, not having the law. And that was a law unto themselves. So ever since the dawn of time, like I said, men have been coming up with laws to try to control other men and to keep order in society. Law is our default position. That is what we gravitate toward. That's all we've ever known is law. Do this. Do that. Don't do this. And don't do that. From the time we're a little bitty thing growing on up, Julie, don't get that Twinkie out of the cabinet. We're going to be eating supper. That's the law. Don't do it. I'm sitting in there one day and I hear the chair pull up. I hear creaking and cracking going on and a cabinet door open up. I hear the rustling of some, some papers. And I go in there and I look, and she's standing there on the floor with her hand behind her back. Julie, what are you doing? Nothing. Let me see your hands. And there's a Twinkie. She broke my law. See, now she has to pay the consequences. See, that's law. Don't do this, do this. Okay? That's how man controls the sin nature. That's the way man's always done it. Now, when we get saved, we automatically gravitate toward the law. We automatically try to start living for God by keeping certain laws, certain rules. We got churches that make up laws. Entire denominations make up laws and rules. Certain churches come up with the idea women cannot wear makeup and jewelry because that makes them look provocative and that'll make men look at them and lust and so the woman is supposed to come to church looking like old hag. We laugh but the church makes up these laws and these rules. See? And if you're not careful your living for God will be do this do that. You don't do this and you don't do that. And you have placed yourself under law. And when you do that the sin nature reactivates and it's going to cause you all kinds of problems. God's remedy for man's dilemma is grace are you under law or are you under grace grace is greater than law and let me give you this example before I close I gave this example last week but some of you won't hear some of you on the radio you tune in and out and whatever the case we have a sign out here on the road That gives us the speed limit. And it says 55 and whatever the case. You are responsible for how much pressure you put on that gas pedal. Hello? When you see that sign, you immediately look down at the speedometer and you know whether you need to let off the gas or you need to give it a little bit more. Some of you got the cruise set. You don't see the law around, you just keep right on getting it up. That is law. You are the one who has the power and the control. And you can ignore that and go over the speed limit. Now, let me show you where grace is at. You put a state trooper right there at that sign. Now what are you going to do? When you're going down the road and you see that sign and you see the state trooper sitting there, you're grabbing your seat belt, you're dropping your cell phone, you're letting off the gas. I'm going down the road the other other day, going to go visit up there in Raleigh. I mean, I'm just cruising. I'm just praising the Lord, worshiping God. And all these brake lights around me come on at one time. What in the world? I'm hitting the brake. And sure enough, there was the man. He was sitting right over there side of the road. The speed limit's 70, folks. And here y'all are going 45. <laughs> Don't y'all laugh and look at me in that tone of voice. You know I'm telling the truth. You ride down the road and you see that state trooper. You're going to slow down. That is grace. The presence of that state trooper causes you to yield. And the presence of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life causes you to yield to the things of God. That's grace. If you would like to have a free copy of the message you've just heard today, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. Established in the Faith is also on Facebook. Just look us up. You'll also find today's message there as well. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, feel free to give us a call. The number is 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and financial support of listeners like you to contribute to this ministry. Make a check out to Friendship Church in the memo box. Write Radio Ministry. Mail it to Established in the Faith, P. O. Box six oh one. Bailey, north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you hi i'm haven and i'm juliana and you have been listening to establishing the faith with our dad james pierce he is the pastor of friendship original free will baptist church in middlesex north carolina near the Emmett community on Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school starting at 945 and worship service at 11. The church is located one mile off of Highway 231 in Emmett, North Carolina. Just turn in front of Johnson Auto Savage on the Friendship Church Road. We would love to have you and hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening and God bless you.